All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park in Clay County's only local brew pub. Uh, JK3 and Derek here talking a little bit of uh, Colts victory, 6 nothing. We'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take we'll, it. We'll do a little preview of the, the Titans. Uh, we won't really need to preview them much. We know them. Uh, so, hey, hey, it's a win, right? We'll take all wins in any shape or size. Any shape or size, 6-0, The object of the game is to score more points uh, than the opponent. We did it. I don't care what anybody says. That seven-game losing streak is over. Um, 72 hours, you know, you turn around and you've got football. You know, I love it. So the, the best thing about it is that either – my uh my my Thursday will be wrecked instead of my Sunday if they lose, you know. <laughs> so I, I I think I think I'll have uh plenty of times to get over it, maybe go out and do some stuff, uh, you know, with the Christmas holiday coming up. Uh maybe go out and, and get some things done, you know, quicker this weekend. So but yeah, no man, I'm excited. I I I'll always enjoy um playing the Titans as, as much as it has you know, hindered us and it hasn't worked out in our past. Uh, but I, I, I do think it's still one of the rivalry games that makes it really cool to uh, to watch for the Jags. But yeah, man, uh, jumping into the Colts really quick. Um, you know what? What do you what do you think about Kessler? He did what he had to do to win the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, turnovers was huge. We didn't have any turnovers. He did have the one fumble, but he did recover it, and he recovered it with a freaking defensive, uh, you know, defensive lineman on his back. Mm-hmm. He throws a really good ball. I, I like the way he throws the ball. And and for people, that, that might not look like a lot, but that's a ton. That means a lot. And here's why. Because Blake throws ducks, okay? We know this. He throws ducks. He throws sidearms. He throws, you know, screwballs. He, he pretty much needs to go play for the Jumbo Shrimp if they want to take him because he'd be a great just, you know, go out there and hit somebody on the mound as a pitcher. But Kessler did enough to not win the game or to, to win the game and not lose the game. He shook off the bad stats. We're going to have those. But I'll tell you the impact he did have. That defense played harder. That wasn't a coincidence. Don't feed into the crap the team's telling you, okay? They played harder because Bortles wasn't out there, and that's a fact. I disagree, bro. I I, I really do. Yeah. I, I, re- no. I, I do because, all right, so we, no. got, we got rid of the quarterback. Uh, the, the quote-unquote quarterback, we got rid of the play caller as well, and it was still the same mediocre offense. It was still no. – yeah, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it still was, the same mediocre it was, offense. It was still the same mediocre offense, but what I'm saying is the defense played harder because they knew that they didn't have this you know permanent concrete wall as a quarterback that was going to keep them from winning the game no matter what they did. So it was kind of like an energizer. And I told you that offensive coordinator was a sacrificial lamb. So <laughs> that, that's all there is to it. <laughs> Still, I, 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 you know, the defense came out. They balled out. They had a, they had an awesome game. Uh, everyone played re- really well. I was really, besides some of the penalties, and, and you know, I think as a rookie, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. But Ronnie Harrison, man, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be awesome. I mean, I mean, he comes from that. He comes from that Alabama cloth. Um, you know, he's cut from that cloth where. You know the players just seem to come out of college ready to play, and I think there there wasn't a lot of I think there wasn't a lot of liability with uh, with, with Barry Church being back there. Also, I think he was a lot easier to uh, you know decipher a couple things, be able to see a couple things, react a little bit you know faster. Um, I DJ Hayden had a great game. 
Um, you, you know, the, the defensive line had a great game as well. And, you know, my boy Yannick Ngakwe, I mean, coming back, man, I mean, it's – I just I, – I really hope – and, you know, there's a lot of speculation about who's going to be here next year, who's not going to be here next year, et cetera. 91 has got to be here for forever. Do, do whatever you can. Uh, give him what he wants. The guy is a monster. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And him and Calais were coming off that edge just – they were a step faster. You know, I, I, I talked about and we talked about uh, the last couple of weeks. We felt like they were just a step away from making the play. Seems like this past week they made up the step. Um, but to, to with Kessler, man, um, I like his pass percentage. I don't like his his passing yards per completion. Right. But I like the percentage. 70 percent. You know, anybody will take that all day. Uh, people can say, oh, it's a little five-yard dump-offs. Hey, if that's what's open, that's what's open, guys. It, it, not everybody's going to be the greatest show on turf, okay? It, it definitely helps us just when you're getting the ball, you're, you're moving moving the chains, getting down the field. And, yeah, they only scored six points, but they held the ball a good bit too when it counted when the defense had just come off the field. That counts for a lot. It really does. Well, I, I've, and, and the, you mentioned the checkdowns, and TJ Yeldon continues to just be, uh, you know, an awesome back, you know, for us with Fournette being out. Carlos Hyde, you know, he Carlos Hyde early last week he said he said some things about him being a starting running back in Cleveland, and then he was at a reduced role when he came here to Jacksonville, and you know, having uh, playing with the third teamers or whatever. But then you go in and, and lose a fumble. It's like I wonder why. You know, you, you, you're, you're getting those reps. I wonder why you're getting those reps. And besides, man, it, everyone knows, and, and as a running back, he came in here, and as fans, we know that if 27 is in the game, he's got to be held He's got to be held liable for. He, he does what he does. He gets he, – he's a bruising runner. He's out. Um, he, he runs. He runs hard. He, and he scores touchdowns. You can't, you can't deny that. And I don't care if you say, oh, well, they're only five-yard touchdowns, whatever. He's still scoring them. He's still getting in. He's still accounting for it, and that's what you got to do. And I think if he was playing on uh, on Sunday, it would have been a completely different game uh, as far as some of the runs goes because Carlos Hyde, he did have some some pretty good runs, but he's still, like I said, just a small, uh, you know, step, uh, small step away, uh, you know, from, from hitting hitting a hole and kind of identifying that gap. And TJ's not going to run between the tackles. You know, TJ's going to get out on the perimeter and, and hit you where it hurts out there, and which, which is specialty. I, I would like to see more of Fournette and Yeldon than Fournette and Hyde. That's that's yeah. just my opinion because I think that it, it provides a little bit more versatility. And besides, this team's running. The, 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 the leading receiver on this team is a running back. He also got the, the, the most targets. Yeah. Uh, this past week too, you know, that, that definitely comes into play. The one thing also is the, getting the ball down the field. I think the longest pass play was 23 yards. I do recall seeing a couple times where they did try to drive the ball down the field, down the sideline. Uh, it's just too predictable. We got We got to find a way to get deep down the field in the seams, you know, between the hashes, on the hash, just outside the hash, just not on the, you know, we're only doing it on the sideline. So as time goes on, hey, I, we know we're, you know, all but eliminated from the playoffs. And this is just, you know, four games to see who really wants to play and who doesn't want to play. But let's try, you know, they're going to try and go out and get a W. And I think that's one way that we can do that is get those, get those passes downfield, get those attempts at least. Because if you notice, the Colts stayed cover two a lot. Right. You know, they had two safeties back a lot. 
with, with, with Blake, it's only one. Okay. Right. <laughs> with, with, with Kessler, for whatever reason, they had two back there. So, hey, you do what you got to do to win the game. If dump downs is what we have to do and win ugly, then that's what we got to do because the strength of our team is the defense and the run. Well, I think a lot of the times too, when you when they're playing that cover too, they respect him as the thrower and uh, and respect you know his his passing ability. Um, and I think another thing too, they respect is his decision making because he's not gonna make a very errant though. He's a very good game manager and. I think that's one of the perks that he has about himself is that he is a game manager. Granted, 0-8 as a starter in Cleveland, whoop-de-doo. That team hasn't had won like three games in the last 20 years. So when you tell me that he's 0-8, you know, as a, as a starter, it doesn't really bother me. But I did like seeing, um, you know, some of the some of the, the game management and some of the decision-making that he had. But in order, like you said, and I, and I don't know if um, – what's the, the OC's name? Milinovic? Is it Milinovic? Yeah, Milinovic is gonna. I mean, is this is this a time where he decides to kind of open up the playbook because, uh, you know, we we just had um, Hackett gone, and so maybe just the news, and maybe just they come in with a scripted game plan, like they mentioned last week. The first fifteen plays were going to be scripted. Maybe this week they decide to kind of open up the uh, the the playbook a little bit. You know, what do what do you think? Yeah, they're going to open it up, especially with Fournette back. You know, get some play action, take some deep shots down the field. I think we have to. We've got to back up the safety. Tennessee coming up this week, they're, they're going to have a really good safety uh, in Cordy. So we definitely need to back him up. Uh, their corners, you know, Ryan and, uh, oh gosh, I can't, Malcolm mm-hmm. Butler. You know, we got to get them on their heels, not so much on their toes. Getting them to move backward or you know, open up the, the, the crossing routes, the, the drag routes that we love to run, and also the comeback routes. Right. Kessler throws a very good ball for a comeback route. A, a nice deep 18 yard curl or a comeback would be great. You know, if Keelan Cole could hold on to the ball, but you know, with Moncrief and Westbrook. So it, it does set up well for us. And what sets up well for this coming week is the fact that Titans only have one game film on him with, with in a Jags uniform. The unexpected can be a powerful ally, ally sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think too, with, with Fournette being back, you know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to really be able to get, get his and really establish that run coming in. You know, we've got to establish the run. We've got to get them on the back of their heels, at least, you know, getting like, uh, you know, three to four yards at a pop and then hit them over the top with a little bit of play action. Um, use whichever tight end, w- w- which we have, o- O'Shaughnessy. Um, and, and I think the receivers really got to start stepping up, uh, you know, in this, in these last, you know, couple of games and really showing, you know, who, who wants to be on this team. I think a lot of the times people really just say, and, and for all those people out there that are saying, oh, don't lose the game or lose the games. We want draft picks. That's a bunch of baloney. Um, I mean, because we really need to see what this team's going to be made of in the next year because odds are some team, some people aren't going to be on the on the roster next year. And I don't know about you guys, but I want, uh, you know, people that are going to be playing next year with, with the, with the odds are, you know, right now with us not being able to make a playoff spot or going to be able to make the playoff, who's still going to go out there and compete. Who's still going to go out there and show a little bit of heart. And I think that's what's, you know, really going to start, you know, kind of turning things a little bit around, but we do need to make a play at wide receiver. Like there's, there's gotta be a play made there. I mean, the last big play that we had made was, um, uh, Moncrief a couple weeks ago. That's it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bills game where we we couldn't even get into the yeah. end zone afterwards. Yeah. It's it's bad. It's it, it's so bad to watch them just struggle to you know, and they show so much potential as far as 
being being able to get down the field, being quick. You know, D.D. Westbrook, you know, he might be short in stature, but he's he's big at heart. He's not afraid. Moncrief has definitely, you know, shown flashes of ability. And so is Keelan Cole, but just the fact that, you know, we keep running the same routes, a lot of it is, you know, you know, telegraphing what we're doing. Some of it is flat out dropping the ball. And another thing, too, is that a lot of the defense is, is definitely playing the sideline because we haven't been able to throw anything down the middle of the field right. at all. So there's a lot of the game plan and a lot of the scheme that hasn't played to our advantage, but that will help with, you know, Fournette coming back and the offensive line having another game under their belt. And yeah, they've, they've played 50-50, but we got now four backup yeah. guys pretty much. And and, and, and and can, in my eyes, is a backup, and he always has been. So um, you pretty much got five backups playing well, on the What stinks about line. that, man, about the offensive line, is sometimes you, you, you watch plays and you can really just see that they just – they they haven't gelled with each other yet and they don't know – you know, the stunts and some of the protections. There was a couple plays where someone zigged when they should have zagged and Kessler would have almost got killed, uh, you know, on, on some of those plays. And yeah. the same things with, you know, with the run protection. It seems like the only consistent blocking has been coming, uh, you know, from the running backs. Whenever we do have a running back in to kind of chip and kind of, uh, you know, a lot for a, a, a defensive lineman that's there. But the offensive line, I, I, I've kind of chalked it up to them or I kind of chalked it up that they're going to be this way probably for the rest of the remainder of the year because so many vital pieces have, have, have gone down. I mean, you know, the, the, the tackle, it started with the left tackle, you know, your, your bookend and then kind of just worked its way through the interior line. And, you know, I, you can't really, it, it is what it is at this point for the offensive line. In my opinion, I, I feel like if it was more, uh, if they were, if they were starting and if it was our entire offensive line and they were just still this crappy, then of course they would still go back to being the scapegoat of the team. But, you know, it is what it is right now with, 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 like you said, four backups, um, you know, and they're pretty, they're, they're whittling down even further. So just to make it out of uh, this season with an intact offensive line would be a, a huge plus at this point. You look at the, the whole, the whole team and it's, it's, it's almost like it's night and day, man. Cause then you go to the defensive side of the ball and you know, what a performance, you know, people, you, you don't realize mm-hmm. Andrew Luck's a gamer. Okay. He's no chump quarterback. He's top five, top ten. I won't give him top five. I give him top ten in the league. And they pretty much shut him down. Pretty much. I mean, having four and a half yards per completion, that's big. That is big. So we, and it started up front. You know, uh, Campbell and Ngakwe really got after it. The Colts O-line was, you know, they were getting whipped pretty consistently. There were a few holding calls. I saw they got missed. Linebacker coverage. Yeah, Ebron had ten catches, but it was only for 81 yards. You know, the last couple you know, weeks, it's been tight ends have been lighting right. us up like no tomorrow. It's definitely been great. And then the DBs, man, what did you see? What did you see out of those DBs? It was, yeah. it was just amazing. It was, it was actually amazing to around. see them communicate. Um, it was amazing to see them pass off coverages and actually – you know, when they did run, when they did run a little bit of the zone to actually see the zones getting covered and getting some things passed. I don't know what it is about the tight ends and historically with this team, but it seems like we continuously have trouble stopping a tight end. Um, you know, we had uh, Kelsey, Zach Ertz that we had trouble. Um, Eric Ebron here now, you know, going on in the last week, we've seen him twice in the last, uh, you know, uh, month or so. But I, I just think that it, with them, and it's a young group, but it's not 
like it's their second or third year or, or first or second year. Right now is the time where they start making that turn to either being a great linebacker. The last couple of games, I think Telvin um, has showed a little bit of the old Telvin from last year, but he's definitely not having the year that he, he's been having. Leon Jacobs, in my opinion, gets a pass because he is a rookie, so he's seeing some things for the first time. And the only real consistent baller that's been in the linebacking core has been Miles Jack. But, I mean, most of the times with, with him – you know, the play is going away from him and he's not the liability in coverage. Uh, the run game, in my opinion, I think what they've been able to do really well consistently through the entire year is stop the run. And they did that as well again this week. Had Marlon Mack, uh, you know, on, on lockdown. Uh, and then as far as the defensive line goes, they, like you mentioned earlier, they they made that step up. They were able to go ahead and get make the play get in there and disrupt, get in there and, and get where they needed to be. Calais had a batted ball. Yannick was there. Um, Darius was there, you know, with, with a lot of his run stopping. And uh, Malik still continued to show that he, you know, that there's a little bit of depth there as well. Um, for me personally, I was more excited to see the safety play at Ronnie with, with Ronnie Harrison. And these are some of the things that I'm looking for whenever I see that we're sitting a vet and now the next four or five games, let's see what the rookie can go ahead and do and see, you know, what opportunity we have. Because in my opinion, now they're putting this stuff on real time and game film and they're going to be able to really adjust and take a look and evaluate the roster uh, for next year to really see where they can provide depth and see where they can go. And I think safety uh, right now is one of those indispensable positions where we've got a, a, a vet that's getting paid some pretty decent money and we can go ahead and, and, and cut that money up. And keep the rookie in there that's c- capable. Um, same thing with the defensive line as well. We need to. We we saw that Taven Bryant. Uh, Taven Bryant wasn't really good on that other side of the end where we where where Dante was. So moving back into the three technique, and now you could possibly save some money there with uh, letting Malik go and and having that depth. You know, so I think those are the things that you're going to start to see right now as this team continues to go further in the uh, in the season and really have a really good uh, you know roster evaluation. We need it too. We really do. Um, we pretty much got to cover everybody, every publication, podcast, you know, radio has been talking about it. We got to make up $16.5 million. We have to. Thanks to BB5. Okay. He's going to be on the team next year or they're going to cut him. Uh, you know, nobody knows, but we do know this. It's going to cost us $16.5 million. So whether if it's Church, whether if it's Jackson, whether if it's Darius, it's, you know, Gibson, you know, we, we don't know, but it, yeah. they're going to have to do something. So there's going to be a year where we kind of have a gap of, you know, leaning on some younger players and rookie contracts. And they also got to oh, get yeah. ready to pay Ramsey. Oh, yeah. They got to get ready to pay Ngakwe. Those two guys, they're going to command top dollar. Ramsey might get the best, you know, top paid corner in the league. For a small market team to dish out that much cash, which we do have, obviously, but – we don't have it in the cap yeah. right now. And we'll be gracious enough to, to take a little bit off to help the team out. Historically, corners don't usually do that. Usually they command, give me the give me the top or else I'm leaving or I'm not going to sign. You franchise tag me once. If you want, do it again. I'm going to sit out. And I'm not saying he's going to do those things. But they, they, they got to think two and three years down the road. I think we'll get a good chance to, to look at this coming up this offseason. Because of the fact that, you know, Tom Coughlin, in my opinion, like I said last week, is now in total control. 
Hopefully Dave Caldwell, you know, gets sent, you know, packed into. He how, can go how to. crazy was it that that, um, that was the first time they've shown Tom Coughlin all year <laughs> up in the booth and it's a it's a win. And he's having that much emotion, you know, with with the win. So I think, you know, your 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 conspiracy theory is correct that he's got a little bit more uh control now and kind of uh taking taking the steering wheel uh, you know, with the team. But no, you you're you're right. They're gonna have to pay Ngakwe. They're gonna have to pay Ramsey. Uh, here, here, the next couple of years, and um, you know, AJ and a lot of the other pivotal pieces of the defense have already been secured. Uh, the defensive line does have depth, but you got to have ninety-one and twenty on this on this team somehow, some way. You got to pay. You got to pay them. Yeah, it's heartbreaking because we showed such promise to let one position, and people say that you know the team's undisciplined. There's been penalties, injuries. Yes. You still could have made a playoff run with the talent that we have because no longer the days of Jacksonville, the Jags being bad isn't because the talent is bad. It was because the culture of the team had fallen off. And you ask yourself, well, how could that happen? You know, you had the same coach, had the same front office. That was the problem. When you when it goes back to training camp, you don't bring in Mm -hmm. new players to, to, to compete especially at that quarterback position, right. it got terrible. It got bad. You didn't bring any you know, wide receivers in. Yeah, you brought in Dante Moncrief, but Dante Moncrief isn't a game changer. It, 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 it was a tough situation. It could have happened to anybody. It just happened to us. And, you know, the rest of the league, they want to see us fail because they don't like small market teams. They definitely, the rest of a lot of, if you, if you go on social media, a lot of other NFL cities really talk bad about Jacksonville, that we shouldn't have a team. You got lucky last year. And that should motivate, you know, that should motivate not only the team, but the fans. And you see a lot of, you know, back and forth, but it is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we're four and eight, four games to go. Titans coming up. Titans are six and six. Yeah. So they're fighting for their playoff it would be, lives. How awesome would it be just to go in there One and thing I'm excited them, to see. Ruin their, play, their, their hopes. Send them fishing. Yeah. I would love to see Ronnie Harrison put the boom on Mariota and one of his little stupid third and nines where we're getting ready to get off the field and he takes off running. It's, it's going to be a little bit different this time because, right. Mariota, you got somebody that can keep up with you. You don't have a 32-year-old strong safety who can't really, you know, cut on a dime. You got a 21, 22-year-old strong safety that if you don't watch it, he's going to, you right. know, knock you on your you-know-what. I think he so is the that's ultimate what I can't wait to see. Like it factor you know, for the Titans. And I think stopping him is something that we, we've, we've got to do because I, I have a lot of faith in the run game. I don't think Dion Lewis is, is, I mean, he he's fast, but I don't think he's you know more of a threat. Same thing with Derrick Henry. He's more of a threat as you, you know, kind of get within the red zone and the Jags have been doing a really good job of stopping the run all year long. Um, you know, minus a couple big plays here and there. I just don't want to see people get lost in coverage and, and and busted plays. You know, we didn't see any busted plays on 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 Sunday at all. Everyone was where they needed to be. And when the the and regardless of what whatever the score is on the team, if everyone's in the same place where they need to be, the team can can continue to thrive. The defense can continue to do what they do. And the defense, I don't think they want to put things on on paper, and I don't think they want to put you know themselves getting exposed on film. So as long as there is still an opportunity, and I think with Fournette being back on on, on tomorrow, and 
you know, maybe a little bit uh, of play action, some razzle-dazzle here and there. You know, open up the playbook. What, what do we got to lose? We don't have anything to lose. Like I said, you know, the fact that we're a little bit unknown with the Titans, with the new quarterback, it can be a powerful ally. And hopefully they use that to their advantage. You know, come down. Let's let's play action pass. Let's line up in an eye formation, fake it to Fournette, and let's take a shot. Let's see if we can't catch them off guard. Get Westbrook. Get get one of one of the guys. You know, Westbrook, D.D. You know, D.D. Westbrook, uh, Keelan Cole, or, you know, to, to to really streak down the right. field or Moncrief. Just throw it up there. See what happens. If it gets picked off, it gets picked off. So what? We're not we're not sitting here, you know, playing fantasy, you know, fantasy right. football. We're we're trying to win the ball game, and at least letting them know that oh crap, they're willing to get that that far down the field. Okay, then we got to make sure we're we're ready for that because I almost didn't get there. Or oh dang, we got beat for a touchdown. That mental psyche plays so much into the game, and and that's what we've been missing because our unknown has been known. We know that they're going to throw to the backs. We know they're going to throw drag routes. And well, and, and another thing too out. is that I, I think when you have when you're going through a seven game losing streak, you can be there. There is a such thing as trying too hard. And maybe since they finally got this monkey off their back and got everything taken care of and got this W, maybe they it would be, it's a lot easier now, and the pressure's not really there enough to to str- string together. Uh, you you know, a game. Now you're trying to string together a, a one, two game, three game win streak, as opposed to stopping an eight game losing streak. You know what I mean? It, it may be a little. They may be able to play a little bit loose. Uh, they may be able to you know uh, get out and fly around a little bit more. Plus, what reason to get there? There isn't any other reason to get amped up. You know, you got a prime time game. It's Thursday night. Don't care. Still prime time. Nation's going to be watching. You've got an opportunity to go ahead and bring down your rival and get them out of the playoffs as well. And most importantly, still continue to try to go ahead and and, and have a chance at now saving grace and getting the team back to eight and eight, um, you know, for for uh, for the for the year. So it's still a lot to play for, still a lot for us to see and, you know, still a lot for uh, that to, to be watching for us as well. Well, hey, guys, Thursday night doesn't. uh doesn't get any better. We're going to be the only game on, which means, you know, for the, the guys that love watching football all day Sunday, we'll get a, yeah. a, a good, you know, host of games. Why, you know, why didn't they wear teal? If you don't why didn't they wear teal? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Um, but hey, we really do appreciate you guys uh, still sticking with us and still rocking with us here on the podcast. We uh, love a lot of the interaction that we get on Twitter. Um, you know, love uh, some of the questions and some of the interaction going back and forth with you guys. Really do appreciate that. Uh, if you are listening on Apple iTunes as well, make sure you leave us a five star review. Um, if you are on Google Play or uh, any other podcast format as well. Be able to go ahead and leave a positive review for us. We really do appreciate that. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Down by the Bank. Uh, we'll try to live tweet during the game as well. And, you know, if you guys see any other, uh, you know, funny gifts or reactions as well, make sure you tag us in it also. And uh, we'll be able to interact with you guys. Well, until the next, next time, we appreciate it and hope you have a good night. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.